Hey, thanks for checking out this episode of the Screen Facts with Jason Davis podcast. In each episode, we talk about a movie, we share some fun trivia facts during the conversation, and you can get involved too. That's right. If you have any comments or questions, you can Facebook us at facebook.com slash screenfacts. Tweet me at Jason Davis Voice. Email screenfacts at yahoo.com. So if you want to check out past episodes of the podcast, you can do that at jasondavisvoice.com slash podcast. All the information is there. Joining me on this episode, my frequent co-host, my good pal, Eric Reitz. Yo, 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 what's up? <laughs> Welcome back. I wanted to come out swinging this time. Well, I'm glad because uh, <laughs> we're going to discuss uh, a great movie from the 80s. Um, I, Yet another one. Absolutely. Another one for us. The 80s were filled with awesome movies. Absolutely. And then, of course, this guy... Yes. To me, is one of the whole representatives of the 80s. Absolutely. There were few, if any, movie stars bigger than Arnold Schwarzenegger. In many ways. In the, yeah, exactly. Literally and figuratively. Figuratively, physically. Yeah, and, yeah. Mm-hmm. So what are we talking about today, Jason? We're talking about The Running Man. Yes, we are. Originally released November 13th, 1987. Hard to believe this is oh going to be God, 30, 30 years later this year. I was like 22 when I saw this in the theater. Oh, man. Such Yikes. a great movie. Yeah. In addition to Schwarzenegger, Maria Conchita Alonso. Grammy-nominated singer from Cuba. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. She still looks great, by the way. Yes, She's I like look- 60 now. <laughs> you and I she do the same thing. Good. I looked her up, too, because I was curious what she looks well, like we now. Just, I know. You have to anytime know, right? There's like, anytime there's a female co-star, right. we always end up looking. You know, who was pretty attractive at the time. You go, oh, what, she I wonder was, what she looks like 30 years later. She looked great. Yeah. So also in this movie, Yafet Koto, Richard Dawson. Yes! <laughs> Survey says he's so good in this movie, and we'll talk about that. Oh, absolutely. Jesse Ventura, who's also great in this movie. Yes. I'm not gonna do it, Killian. Oh, he was fantastic. (laughs) No pain, no gain. So good. (laughs) Jim Brown, former Cleveland Brown, Jim Brown. Oh, I thought it was short for James Brown. No, no. Singer. I kept watching the movie. I'm like, where's James Brown? I don't see James Brown. No, Eric. Fireball is not the godfather (laughs) of soul. Oh, okay. (laughs) And Professor Toru Tanaka. 1960s pro wrestler. Mm Mm-hmm. And WWF champion. Aha. Mm-hmm. So you got him, you got Jesse Ventura, both former wrestlers. That's right. And he was also, by the way, in another movie that we discussed, you and I on the podcast, Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Pee-wee's Big Adventure. He played the butler at uh, Francis's house. The movie is loosely based on a story by Stephen King, written under the pseudonym of Richard Bachman. And I also read that Stephen King was really looking at, or he pictured Ben Richards, Schwarzenegger's character, mm-hmm. really as a small guy. Physically, not a large guy. Yeah, but I think you kind of have to have the big guy, especially when Dawson says, I can get 10 points for his biceps alone. Well, (laughs) they definitely... Oh, yeah, well, Dawson's character... What is it, Killian? Yeah, Killian. They played up the whole thing that, you know, Schwarzenegger is this big guy. And, Mm -hmm. I mean, when he's watching the video, when Schwarzenegger, you know, breaks out of the prison Mm -hmm. and... Sensational. Look at that beauty. He's just watching him run. Yeah. And he's like, oh, come to me, gorgeous. (laughs) That's right. Oh, my. Oh, my. Ooh, hey now. (laughs) Hey now. (laughs) So another interesting thing about the story Mm -hmm. is that executive producer Rob Cohen purchased the rights to the novella. Didn't realize that Richard Bachman was an alias of Stephen King. Oh, really? Yeah. So he had no idea he was purchasing a Stephen King story. Well, when did he purchase it? Probably like mid-80s, I guess. So. That's my guess. Maybe so a couple years King before King was already yeah, oh, yeah. a huge name. Oh, yeah. Huge. Ginormous. And that's, in fact, that's why he chose to do the pseudonym, because mm-hmm. he was putting out so many books yeah. that he, I think he was afraid that he was going to oversaturate the market. 
And he had this idea. And so he came up with the Richard Bachman pen name. Awesome. Yeah. Good idea. So the screenplay written by Stephen E. DeSouza, he also wrote another Schwarzenegger film, Commando, as well as mm-hmm. Die Hard, I'm Die Hard Commando 2. right now. Oh, thanks for sharing. <laughs> That's why I'm standing. <laughs> you don't want to crush the voice? <laughs> so, so he also wrote uh, the second Die Hard, 48 Hours, mm-hmm. and some other films, too. So this guy was okay. a pretty prolific screenwriter. Awesome. Directed by Paul Michael Glazer, better known as Detective Dave Starsky on Starsky, Starsky and Hutch. And Hutch. That's right. In the late mid to late 70s. 70s. Loved it. Prior to Glazer being hired, yeah. executive producer Cohen had hired four other directors, including George P. Cosmatos, yeah. who directed the second Rambo movie. Okay. He liked his work on that. But then Cosmatos comes in and he, right. and he wants to take the whole film into a shopping mall for some reason. What? I know. Oh, a shopping mall? Yeah. <laughs> Cohen's like, yeah, no, that's not going to work. That would have made it so much cheesier than it is already. Yeah, really. And it's pretty cheesy. <laughs> but um, the last guy that was hired to direct before they brought in Glazer yeah. was Andrew Davis. Davis got the project off the ground into, into production, but yeah. eight days into production, he was already $8 million over budget and four days behind schedule. So like, all right, that's not going to work either. Was he a government worker? Yeah, right. <laughs> Thank Probably. you. I can say that. I, I work for the Fed. Thank you all you taxpayers for paying my salary. <laughs> I said, I, when I saw this, like, that can't be possible. Now, when you say production, does mm-hmm. that mean actually filming? If not filming, certainly like whatever pre- Stuff they do before they Could actually be start building rolling. the sets because Maybe. I'm thinking eight million dollars. I mean, there was some very cool sets. Yeah. So Schwarzenegger thought that Glazer was a terrible choice to direct. Yeah. Because you know he came from the TV background. Sure. And he thought that he was going to kind of make this look like a TV show. Well, but that's see, it's funny because The Running Man is a TV show, right? So, so he's, it seems like he'd be perfect, right? Yeah. 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 And that's and well. And there's more to the whole TV show theme. Okay. You know? I mean, when we talk about Richard Dawson, mm-hmm. he was absolutely the perfect casting for that character, you know? I oh, mean, absolutely. He was on Match Game, you know, as a, mm-hmm. not as a, a contestant, as a, as a regular. Yep. Yeah. And he was like the go-to guy. Yeah. I remember as a kid, like every contestant, when it came for the final match, right. they all asked for him. Yeah. You know? And then, of course, he hosted Family Feud. Yep which was a gigundo hit. He actually even won a daytime Emmy for that. Okay. And I really thought that in the movie, really, the character he was playing on the game show, it was very much like what he did on Family Feud, I thought. Oh, yeah. You know? I mean, Absolutely. he had that charisma, the way mm-hmm. he got the crowd going, the way when he goes out into the audience, you know, and he's getting people, and he's, yeah. he's touchy, he's very touchy. Yeah. Hello, know? darling. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> you know, all oh, that kind of stuff. Here. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, oh, and we've got the home game for you. Yeah. <laughs> yep. He was like, come on, darling. Oh, yeah. He's a you great game show up. host, without a doubt. Yeah. I mean, he was perfect for, for this character. Yeah. And he's just really good. And and from what I was reading, supposedly he treated his underlings that that worked with him on Family Feud similar to the ones in the really? movie. Yeah. So, oh, that's not So, so he was cool. probably a little bit of a dick, too. Yeah. He kind of seemed like he was a little pompous. Yeah. Well, and like, he was a major dick in the movie. Yeah. But even... Even like even on Family Feud and and when yeah. he was on Match Game, but does he have the ability to be all high and mighty? I mean, before all this, okay, uh, he was on Hogan's Heroes, right? All right, yeah, you know, that was all right. And before that, he he did a lot of one shot or guest right. shot. He things wasn't on, like, exactly a movie lives. star or anything no, like that. But you know, he was like 
you know, he guests on Outer Limits and Dick Van Dyke show. So he was on a lot of stuff. Let's be honest, though. But, most people, yeah. most people, especially in our age group, yeah. know Richard Dawson from Family Feud. As a game show host. Yeah, right. exactly. Or a game show panelist. Right, exactly. You know, nobody's going, oh, that Richard Dawson, what a great fucking actor. You yeah, know? exactly. Yeah, not someone that can just walk in and think he his shit don't stink. Right. And that being said, he plays a game show host in this movie fantastically yeah, absolutely so good and so he good. plays the villain so well too and i um, like the way he even the way he delivers his lines in this movie i just yeah. love it because it's very uh, sort of calculated and yeah. very um measured that's the word i'm looking for yeah the scene where he wants to talk to ben richards about making him one of the stalkers right and you know because on that little private because video going, conversation right, exactly even though it wasn't private he right. told him it was private, right. but he's got the film crew filming it. Right, but I mean, it's not not going out on the air, I mean. Yeah. Last night, I was watching this with Ben. I was like, Ben, you got to watch this, this Schwarzenegger movie with me. He's like, all right. So half an hour, 40 minutes into it, he says, Dad, I'm just not feeling it. Oh, and he, man. And he got up and left. Oh, no. And, yeah, and I got to say that, yes, I did enjoy watching it again, mm-hmm. but you know what? It does not have the staying power of like a Terminator. Well, all right. I'll give you that, but there was a couple of reasons why I wanted to do this one for the podcast. Mm-hmm. It's because I read something the other day that I had forgotten. Yeah. That this movie, the timeline is 2017 to 2019. Yes. Right. And I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be a <laughs> pessimist, but if you look at the state of our nation right now. Oh, yeah. It's almost conceivable that mm-hmm. this could be our future. Oh, you could I definitely mean, I hate draw. That. You Not to, always, I'm trying to turn this into a political conversation. You can always draw parallels, you know, a lot of times with because you know with future movies. But this one definitely because you've got a big separation of the classes. Mm-hmm. You've got the whole everybody can see everything. That was um, somebody, and the yeah. idea that now uh, this administration seems to want to control the media more, right? Which is yeah. really dangerous. Well, and that's what's so great with this movie how mm-hmm. it ties in the game show Running Man mm-hmm. with the Department of Justice. Yes. It was fantastic. And one of my favorite lines is when the character Killian gets mm-hmm. a phone call because yeah. from the Justice Department. Entertainment and Division. Off, the Entertainment Division of the Justice Department. It's so like, good. That's awesome. Yeah. I know when I first saw this movie 30 years ago, yeah. there was nothing in my head that thought this could be our reality. Now I'm not oh, so no. sure. Because well, be, with between the government wanting to control the media right. and all of the sketchiness with the the people in the different departments. Right, the blurred lines of authority. Whether or not yeah. our president has in cahoots with the Russians. Right. Oh, you know? yeah. And again, I'm not trying to be political. It's This is not an anti-Trump tirade. But listen, mm-hmm. you turn on the news. Right. And this is in your face 24 hours a day, pretty much. Mm-hmm. What's going on? And, you know, it's kind of scary. Well, you know, it's like it's kind of similar to 1984 mm-hmm. when it was written. There's like no, there's no way. I mean, there were critics even, you know, for this movie, I think. uh well, Roger Ebert gave it a thumbs down. I was reading, you know, some critics from back in the 80s. They mm-hmm. were saying, oh, it's stupid to think that there would be all the videos of those guys when they were in the, the helicopter. helicopter. You well, know? that was a question that came up when we were watching last night. Yeah. But there's well, cameras everywhere. No, exactly. And especially if you have an authoritarian government like mm-hmm. that. Yes, you're going to have camera. We have cameras in cop cars, mm-hmm. you know, and so why, not? why would we Why not, not in a cop helicopter? Absolutely. So yeah. I, it doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah. What did bother me is some of the silliness, like, you know, oh, yeah. how did um, Maria Conchita. Alonso. Alonso. <laughs> it's a great name. I love that name. Yeah. 
How did she, you know, the way she was able to just like get into the Justice Department? Well, and, she wasn't. It wasn't. Take, the, it wasn't the Justice Department. It was. It was the studio. The, the studio. TV station. But she was just a hair makeup artist or something like that. Listen, and she's able. No, she was a jingle writer. The jingle writer. Yeah, and she low, was able. Probably even lower on the totem pole. Right. So her, her really her access card yeah. got her into the vault. Listen. where all these videos are. Come on. And she knew where to look. She knew where to look. So. Well, even more important. Where was she hiding that chip with the uh, with the video? Well, Would, that was no, that was good. Yeah, so <laughs> that none, was of your, none of your business. Where are you hiding that? Yeah, <laughs> none of your business. yeah, but I mean, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that's far fetched in this movie, mm-hmm. obviously, but that that goes without saying with an action flick usually. Right, it's good fun. You know, I still oh, enjoy totally. it. For me, it holds up. I mean, it's it's not as well written as Terminator. Right. And that's probably, you know, why it, maybe to you it doesn't hold up as well. Mm-hmm. But I think it's a pretty good action flick. And, you know, oh, yeah. it's got all the great cheesy Schwarzenegger lines. Yeah, have a light. <laughs> really, my favorite line was when, so Ben is put in that, that little go-kart thing. He's about to be shot into the arena. Right. And <laughs> he looks at Killian and he just looks at him and he says, I'll, I'll be, be back. back. And then Killian at first is like taken aback, mm-hmm. but then he fires back. Only in a rerun. That's, that's a great oh, line. That's, that's a all, great line. So that's showing that dude, he's he's confident. He's sure yeah. of himself. Nobody, he's he got a, stroke. Nobody yeah. can touch him. Yeah, he feels like he's untouchable. Exactly. Yeah. When you're driven into the TV station in a Maserati limousine, come yeah, on. That was nuts. That was <laughs> right? really cool. This movie was still so 80s, even though it's supposed to be in the future. Mm-hmm. You know, no disrespect to Paula Abdul. Right. Oh, oh, oh. But that choreography was total 80s. Right. You know, the outfits, the makeup, the hair. Right. It was all total 80s. Now, of course, in 87 when I was watching it, mm-hmm. it was great. Right. But now watching it in the year 2017, in the year that it was supposed to be. But it's probably hard to predict what, like, would be Well, yeah, now. but just you do something different yeah. than now. Yeah. I mean, that's why... You know, I like say like the Hunger Games when they're looking into the future. That's true. I mean, they really kind of go off. This in really is this really is stuff. the original Hunger Games in a lot of ways. Oh, absolutely. You yeah, know. yeah. The Hunger Games is this done a lot better with you know not as cheesy, right? More budget mm-hmm. maybe. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of which, the estimated budget for this movie twenty seven million dollars, which probably was you know decent chunk of change back then. Although for a sci fi movie, maybe not as big. And more than one fourth of it was eaten up in like a week or two. Yeah, <laughs> good point. I mean, again, how do you do that? Good point. Domestic Sorry. gross of thirty eight point one million. So this movie not a big yeah, success. Yeah. And that for Schwarzenegger, you know, that probably was very disappointing. It was a surprise. One of the other things I, I thought of when I was watching this was that Schwarzenegger's movies back then pretty much they were an excuse to show his muscles most of the time right yeah there's a, a couple of scenes in particular that stand out for me first right. one is when he's in the, the the work camp or the prison whatever right and he's carrying the beam of steel right right he's got on his shoulder beam wide yeah. flange beam but he's holding it on his shoulder and he's got the big bicep yeah no, and then of course right. when he's in amber's apartment right and by the way she was working out in like a nighty, wasn't she <sighs> She wasn't working out in workout clothes. That I mean, part she... of the future is okay by me. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> but and but and there was a, a couple funky camera angles. Yeah. With his body, right before they put him into the arena, they're like injecting him. Yeah, yeah. And he's wearing like the white shorts and stuff. Yeah. And there was a there was like a crotch shot from like the 
from the view of the knees. Yeah. How gnarly is it when they like stick the the needle in his not like between his fingers? Oh, between his fingers. Between his fingers, and then they you know they hit him with the thing in the arm, and then they oh, gas yeah. him. Well, right before that, and before they shoot him up, and they're putting, they're putting those the, big the black things, in, things his in his teeth. Yeah, I mean, he, so he doesn't bite down so his tongue. He looks kind of like a horse. That view. <laughs> yeah. It's just like the mouth, uh, and he's like, uh, uh, making his Arnold. A lot of Arnold uh, sounds yeah. in that movie. So yeah, get to the chopper. <laughs> he's, he's, uh, that's Predator. Okay, yeah. but when <laughs> we have when to talk about that one when someday. he's being led to the to the game zone, mm-hmm. you know, to the set. Yeah, the uh, court appointed uh, agent. Yes, is reading all of the, the contract stuff to him. Right, right, and then they get to all right here, sign here, victim. And then when he, when he signs it, and then he jams the yeah. pen in his back. That was great. great. That was great. great. And then the guy makes a Bobcat Goldthwait like noise, too. <laughs> He's like, oh! <laughs> and he runs away. Yeah. What a doofus. Good stuff. How about the suit he runs in? Yeah. You know, that kind of remind me of American Gladiators. Which was inspired by this movie. I totally see that. Yeah. And I thought, you know, their outfits, the, like, the bright gold and whatever spandex yeah, yeah. things they were wearing. You know, with names like Nitro and Thunder and all yeah, that. Yeah, and Buzzsaw. Yeah. That was yeah. a cool show, actually. I like that show. I, I dug it. Mm-hmm. Dolph Lundgren, who played Drago in Rocky IV, yeah. and Christopher Reeve expressed interest in starring in the movie. Right. And they also considered Patrick Swayze for the role. So remember, going back to what you said earlier right. mm-hmm. about how they thought of, you know, just kind of a regular size guy. Yeah, yeah. And I read that Christopher Reeve had already committed to Superman 4. Okay. The thing is, when you say Patrick Swayze, right away my brain goes to Saturday Night Live when him and Chris <laughs> Farley are doing the dance-off. The Chippendales, Chippendales yeah. dance-off. That's, that's, that's one of the most classic <laughs> sketches ever. So I see that and I'm like, I can't see Patrick Swayze doing But you know, this. Swayze, you know, had a couple of... Well, Roadhouse... Roadhouse. If you take that character, I think it could have worked out. That yeah. attitude. Yeah. I think it could have been he, all right. He did Point Break, too. Point Break. I feel like Swayze had a couple of other action kind of things, too. Yeah. Ghost? I can't think no, of No, kidding. Ghost. Ghost. No, no, he did a couple of things. Oh, Red oh, Dawn. Red Dawn. Oh, my love. <laughs> Red Dawn. Red Dawn. Which yeah. Is Wolverines. Great. Yeah. So I like Mick Fleetwood and Dweezil Zappa. In this movie. But I like that his uh, his character is named Stevie, which I think is a nod because Mick Fleetwood, Stevie Nicks. Here's the question. Is yeah. Mick Fleetwood playing himself? Because he says at one point in the movie, he says, oh, it was people like you that banned my music. Wow. So, you know, he could very well be playing yeah. himself. They don't say that, but. No, you know, that makes total sense. And that makes it even cooler. Yes. That, wow, that I like Fleetwood even Mac more would, yeah. would rise up against the uh, the man. <laughs> Right, exactly. Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah, you'd think it would be like, you know, Metallica or somebody. Yeah, somebody would. Yeah. But then but, that uh, shows if they, man, really, if the government censors Fleetwood Mac music, yeah. then you know they've That's gone way over. The guy that played Dynamo. Yes. That huge guy mm-hmm. was all bright. I love, first of all, he had, I liked all the costumes of the characters. I yes. mean, that's one thing. The The imagery was very simple in this movie. Hey, light bulb! Christmas tree! <laughs> Christmas tree! <laughs> and he sang. Right. He sang opera in mm-hmm. the movie. He really was an opera singer. Turns out he was classically trained, yeah. Yeah. So things aren't uh, always what they seem in the movies, right? Mm-hmm. So the ICS Television Network headquarters, yeah. the lower eight floors seen around 13 minutes into the film, was actually the home of MGM Pictures in 1987. Oh, okay. A matte painting added yeah. the 21-story tower above the real structure. So okay. that wasn't even a real skyscraper in the movie. Similar type thing was used by um, Mel Brooks in um, The History of the World. 
Okay. Um, they did a lot of things, oh, yeah, yeah, a yeah. lot of paintings. Mm-hmm. So and folks, only cool. on the Screen Facts podcast can we connect the Running Man <laughs> and Mel Brooks. <laughs> and Mel Brooks. That's awesome, dude. Absolutely. Well, you know, <laughs> that's great. There's a link. Yes. So while we're talking about this movie, do we even discuss Schwarzenegger's acting? I kind of felt like they were trying to throw too many one-liners Arnold's well, was, way, I hoping to was, find the next I'll Be Back. I think that was the thing for all the Schwarzeneggers. You watch every one of these Schwarzenegger movies that were these big action movies, whether right. it's Terminator, this, Total Recall, Commando. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They all have that element. Yeah. That was kind of his thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that became kind of a joke by the time he made Last Action Hero, mm-hmm. which I think is an underrated movie, by the way. Did you ever see that? No, I haven't. It's kind of him poking fun at himself. Oh, um, all right. Well, I definitely and, see that. Yeah, and there's a thing in, in that movie where the kid goes, oh, now you're going to say the line, you know. You know, <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh, really? Cool. Yeah, totally. So, Excellent. So I think it was ve- they were very aware of what they were doing. It wasn't yeah. an accident that, that there were these, like, you know, catchphrases. I, and stuff. I hope it was obvious that's what yeah, they were doing. Absolutely. Because, I mean, did he have... Any more than one sentence in a row in well, this movie? that's the thing. I mean, nobody really wanted to hear Schwarzenegger talk for long monologues, you know? No, I mean, no, people just true. wanted to see him kick ass and blow shit up. Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. And and he does that well, mm-hmm. you know? I think about the only thing that would have made this movie even better if Man. there was more Jesse Ventura. Yeah, he was good. I love Jesse Ventura. Was I, he wearing a rug or was that really oh, his God, hair? Oh, God, that was a fucking rug. That <laughs> was a rug. horrible hair. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. would they... Now, I'm wondering, were they well, doing think, that on purpose? Of course. To make fun of him as, you know, Captain Freedom? Captain Freedom. Jesse it was Ventura. funny as hell when he came into the studio when they were talking about putting him back in as a stalker. And yeah. he came into the TV studio with all that, yeah, with like, that big metal thing. crap. I'm not going to do it, Killian. <laughs> and he's like... I used to kill guys like this with my bare hands. Yeah, Yeah, good luck. Not like this. Not (laughs) like this guy. I just think Jesse Ventura is a really interesting dude in real Mm -hmm. life. In real life. Like, if you ever hear an interview with him, people think, you know, he's a crackpot and everything else. I feel like that guy knows stuff. Oh, absolutely. A lot of movies we talk about, some of the funnier things is when an old lady has Mm -hmm. a line or, or swears. That's like Tommy's favorite thing in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> My stepson Tommy. Yeah. Uh, when he uh, when he, he goes, who do you want to you know who do you want to pick? And she goes, Ben, ben. Richards. No, no, darling, you have to choose one of the stalkers. <laughs> no, I choose Ben Richards. He's a bad motherfucker. <laughs> I love that. So good. It was great. It was great. Yeah. Nothing like an old lady swearing. Nope. Yeah. There's, there's when two grandma things, drops the F bomb. Absolutely. It, and there's two things that'll make me laugh in any movie. Like you said, a grandmother saying fuck or kids cursing <laughs> or like kids that. Or kids cur- Yeah. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Love it. Now, I also <laughs> thought it was kind of cool. I'm a simple guy, Eric. The way uh, I know. We're all simple. <laughs> yeah, yes. Um, of all the deaths of the stalkers, mm-hmm. okay, you know, the, the Iceman, yeah. Arnold chokes him with yeah. the uh, the razor ribbon. Yes, Sub-Zero. No. no. Flame Zero. I thought that was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, then who died? Buzzsaw. Buzzsaw. That was great. Yeah, when he cuts, he he runs the sword off his crotch, and he Up goes. Cr- <laughs> that was awesome. And then later on, when I get, I think he runs into Conchita. Yeah, and <laughs> she asks him. What happened to Buzzsaw? He said, he had to split. Ah, <laughs> okay. So there's a good one liner. Yeah. I and mean, again, it was campy, but it was so perfect. Yeah. We know it was there. Always. So he dies, but I really, really liked the way Dynamo, the yeah. way he died. He didn't die. Well, he died later, but in, yes, the, in later. the game. In the arena, no. When, you know, he could have killed him. Right, when Ben could have killed him, right. but Ben shows, hey, he's a yeah. decent I guy. I will not kill an innocent man or right. a helpless human. I will human, not kill an innocent man. A, a helpless right. human being. Yeah. yeah. It's like, all right, yes. 
Way to go, Arnold. Well, he's proving that he's not, you know, what, what they say he is. Yes, yes. Hees not the butcher of and it conveniently happened all within forty five minutes. Okay, fine, okay, I know I'm going <laughs> back to that, but whatever. But I, no, the way Dynamo really dies. Yeah, he's trying to, you know, oh, you thought it was funny on the on the game field with uh, yeah. with Amber. Basically, he's going to try to rape her right, right there in the hallway. Right. What happens? Oh, she uh, something with the the sprinkler. The system, sprinkler. Wasn't it? She somehow gets the sprinkler system. I don't so, know. well, so he, he short circuits. He short circuits to death. <laughs> Very good. And then in his tiny whiteies. Right. And then fireball. Fireball with the flare. Right. When he, when he pulls his gas line out of his, uh, you know, his flamethrower. Yeah, when Ben pulls the gas. Yeah, because he was, yeah, because fireball was just about to shoot. Maria Conchita Alonso. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And she's the one that discovers <laughs> the other guys, the other runners. Yeah, yeah. Who, who were supposedly, who were supposedly uh, basking uh, in Bali or whatever. Right. And yeah. there they were, like, you know, corpses and gross. Yeah. Yeah. And then the last thing that I love in this mm-hmm. movie is when the movie ends. And of course he gets the girl too after, you know, kicking ass. Yeah. And then the requisite cheesy eighties soundtrack. Song. Oh, that song was <laughs> so bad. She became a badass. Yeah. Throughout this movie, you know, in this movie, well, that was another thing I said too. She's like the music songwriter. And right. then at the end, she's like pulling back the gun cock. She's like, yeah. knows how to handle a gun. That was pretty awesome. Yeah. I thought that was a little interesting. I even commented on that. We were watching, you know, when they're storming the TV studio and she's all, you know, rambette. <laughs> rambette. <laughs> like, wait a minute. A minute ago, she was, uh, she was in a nighty doing sit-ups. Yeah. And now she's kicking ass with this uh, resistance. Well, group. that shows, I guess, work out. Pilates pays off. The first thing uh, that's lost in the Running Man game show is innocence, Eric. That's so deep. I think it's good fun, and I think it's definitely yep. worth watching again if you haven't watched it in a while. Sure. Just because uh, it might actually make you go, hmm, are we heading this direction? <laughs> Absolutely. It's yeah. scary. I totally it's agree. Scary. There's, yeah, there's a lot of stuff. That... Here's, a, here's a question for you. Okay. Would you watch The Running Man if this was a real show? Would you watch like criminals uh, you know, try to evade stalkers? <sighs> I don't know. I mean- yeah. I think we have to say no, we would not watch this show. We should that say that. Yeah. We should. Yeah. That's actually a question that I want to uh, put out to the audience listening as well. So what do you think? Comment on the Facebook page or email us. So again, the Facebook page- Facebook.com slash ScreenFacts. You can comment there or email ScreenFacts at Yahoo.com. I would love to know if you would actually watch a show like The Running Man if it really existed. Let us know. So, uh, who Eric. Would be, who, who would be a good, a a good, good host, host for, yeah. for this? Well, any who game show host, this? probably. Yeah. You know who would not be good? Pat Sajak. Pat Sajak, exactly. I fucking hate Pat Sajak. He would not be good at all. He's so he's such a wet noodle, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. And he's, he's got, the worst. And he's got that funky big hair. Regis Philbin. Regis Philbin. He'd be great. He's dead. He's no, dead. He's, Regis isn't dead. He's not? No. Oh, okay. You need an old school guy. Regis Philbin. Remember him on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, people, we're going to go to the fourth quadrant for the last round. <laughs> oh, that's unbelievable. <laughs> that's a terrible Regis Philbin impression. Uh, but anyway. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Jimmy Anything Stewart? else? <laughs> Jimmy Stewart? <laughs> Jimmy Stewart? Well, he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look, he's slicing out his stomach. Mary! Oh, Mary, give me a kiss. Mary, <laughs> Mary, his entrails are coming right out of him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. No, no, what's going on? His brain. I see his brain splattered all over the place, Mary. <laughs> That's not a wonderful Mary, life. Mary, you want me to give you his head on a platter? I'll give it to you. 
All right. Oh, that hurt my stomach. I know. <laughs> no. So, Eric, anything else oh, for the my, running man? I don't No, I don't think so. No, no. me either. I love I think the outfits. That's it. But again, we'd love to hear your comments and whether or not you would watch the, the show The Running Man if it really existed. Mm-hmm. Find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash screenfacts, screenfacts at yahoo.com if you want to email us, at Jason Davis Voice on Twitter. And again, keep in mind that we try to do episodes frequently every other week, maybe, sometimes more in between, but we do release new episodes on Wednesdays. So that's when you can look for them. For details about all the different ways to stream and download the podcast, including past episodes, please visit jasondavisvoice.com slash podcast. Show theme music by audionautics.com. Thanks to our announcer, Kim McKay from kimsvoice.com. Screen Facts with Jason Davis is a production of Jason Davis VoiceOver. Visit jasondavisvoice.com if you need a voice for a commercial, narration, promo, internet video, e-learning or training program, and more. Click on the podcast page to get information about where you can download and listen to past episodes. Listen again next Wednesday for a new episode of Screen Facts with Jason Davis.